Okay. I mean, this is distraction. So we're going to uh, move into a brand new topic today. Yesterday we finished the sugya of uh, Donachavskos. Um, I actually heard during the day once or twice uh, some of the oilim and the sheh that we were somewhere and someone said, oh, let's be done him the Kavskos, which I think is a beautiful thing, which means that we're thinking about these things outside the walls of Sheh, which is, as we said, is very, very crucial to growth. Not just during Sheh, but outside Sheh. Think about the topics and the ideas that we are discussing. Today, Rabbi Sarah, we're moving on to a brand new topic. I'm very excited about today's topic. It's a very important topic. And it is a topic that involves a lot of self-restraint, a lot of effort, but ultimately is definitely worth it. And that is the sugya of Einar Svarim. The sugya of Einar Svarim is a huge sugya. It's, de- One second. it's definitely a sugya that is nageya to every single person. It's definitely a sugya that's nageya to Shavavim, which is now an- another reason why uh, that it's so comfortable to do this at this time. Shavavim is a time to work on the bris hapeh, as the Pelayot brings down. The mouth is a very powerful tool, as we will explain. And we're going to work on the idea of Einar's Tvarim. So what is Einar's Tvarim? Einar's Tvarim, in a simple translation, is causing stress or distress to somebody else. Often and mainly with words, but can also be with gestures, as we will explain. It is a very common Issa that people, unfortunately, number one, don't realize the severity of the Issa. Number two, don't realize how common it is and number three, actually don't realize how dangerous it is. Meaning for the other person. They don't realize how powerful the power of the tongue is. I have a whole series on the power of the tongue. We're learning the power of the eyes now on Sunday nights. We'll see how far we get to see if we start a new series called the power of the tongue. I don't know. Maybe we will this series. Maybe we won't at a different time. But this is definitely one little aspect that we discuss within that incredible topic. So let's understand it. First of all, let's go through where does this come from? Where is the Makar for Einar's Tevarim? Let's try to define Einar's Tevarim. What does it mean? How can we prevent ourselves? And how homo, how stringent is it really? Says the Pasuk, Vayik L'chavhei Yudalad, as follows. V'chisimkuru mimkar la'amisecha. When you make a sale to your friend, Oikonomiyad amisecha, or buy something from someone else, Al toinoi ish es ochiv. Don't aggrieve one each other. Okay, we have to understand what that means. We have to define that. Okay, but listen very carefully. This is a very important topic. Next. Vayikra, Perek Vav, ish esamisai. Don't cause stress to somebody else. Vayoreisameyelehecha ki ani Hashem elokechem. Fear Hashem. Says the Mishnah in Baba Metziah Nun Chesamud Beis. Beautiful Mishnah, very important Mishnah. And that Gemara, by the way, around that Nun Ches, Nun Tes, Semcha, you'll get there soon, talks a lot about Onas Dvorim. It's actually recorded in the Gemara Nun Ches, Nun Tes in Bab Metziah. So let me quote you just one small Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Kishem Shoyna We know there's Oyna by Mecca Chomemka. That means that when you sell something, you're not really allowed to sell it for too much more than its market value. Now, there's, there's rules and regulations, there's a monopoly on the market, there's being in the desert, there's all sorts of shilas that come into it, which you're not going into now because you're not knowing going not. But the basic idea is there is a no when you charge someone, don't charge him too much. Don't charge him way above the market value, right? It's, you're, you're, you're distressing him, it's not nice, okay? So says the Mishnah. 
Kishem Shaina Bemekachomem, because just like by business transactions, there's Aina. Kach Aina Bedvarim. There's Aina Bedvarim. What's the example of the Mishnah of Aina Stvarim? Okay, this is the first time that we have an example in Chazal. We're going to give many examples. We're going to give many examples to make this very, very clear, because this is a very powerful idea. Says the Mishnah. Don't walk into a store and say, um, how much is that? And he says to you, uh, this is 65 shekel. Thank you. And walk out. And you have no intention whatsoever of buying it. Right? Why? You're causing him stress. He's going to be all excited. Wow, someone's going to buy it. Uh, you know, walk into one of the Rolex shops. And you see that, that watch over there. That's probably worth more than who knows what. And you say, excuse me, how much is that? And he gets all excited, right? He hasn't made a sale in three days, right? He needs to make a sale at least once a week in order to keep the shop open. So he's all excited, right? You walk in, how much, how much is that? He says, um, it's $265,000, sir. And you've got your credit cards on you. And you're like, ha, bye. I'm taking a $20 flight to like, you know, to wherever it is, to Cyprus. I can't afford that. That's so nice. That's so nice to vote. I'm just curious. So, I, I, I'm not going to suck it out. I see there's a lot of questions. I see there's a lot of questions. And they're good questions. They're good questions. Hold on the questions. I'll deal with them afterwards. But I will tell you that if you have no intention, but there's a slight chance... Sometimes the guy is happy that you come into his shop and window shopping because he knows that you have no intention, but you never know. You know what? I really like that. I'm, I'm going to buy it. You had no intention when you walked in the door, but sometimes you change your mind. There are such cases. But the, the example that I gave you of the watch, there's no way in a million years that you're going to say, you know what? Maybe I'll take out a 20-year mortgage and buy that watch. I doubt that's what's going to happen. If that's the case, right, give the money to Yeshiva. Right, based off it, slash, donate. Okay, so basically the idea is... Don't cause someone distress. Drop the mic. So, the Mishnah brings another example. What is the example of the Mishnah now? Im hoya balchuva. What if he's a balchuva? Lo yoimalai. I remember what you used to do in the olden days. Yeah. Ah, I remember you two years ago. You were going to town and doing, yeah, I remember that. Ooh, you're all stuck now. But I remember you a couple of years ago. Mishnah says that's how you know It's included in the Posik. It's a Posik in the Torah that you're not allowed to do that. Don't do that. Imhu ben Gerim. Let's say his parents became Jewish. Okay? Lo yoimalai. Zachar myself and saying, Oh, I remember your parents. Shinema Vagelo Sonolo Sukutu. Okay? Now, it's a very, very important thing. Okay? I want to just give you a little bit of an introduction before we get into the examples, and we have many examples to get into it by saying. It's a very common problem, this. Okay? Ainar Svarim is something that unfortunately we just don't realize the sensitivity people have towards our words. Maybe we don't even realize the, the power of our own words. And that's also a problem. We don't realize that when we say something, somebody could be affected for many, 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 many years to come. Okay? And it's the power of our words. It's our choice. Okay? It's a very, very serious thing. Okay? The um, posuk in Mishle. It's a very, very important posuk in Mishle. Perikud based posuk yudches. Says the posuk in Mishle. Yesh boita kemad kurois chorev uleshon chachome marpe. You know what that means? Anybody translate that? Ah. What it means is, you can utter words that are like a piercing sword, but the tongue of the wise heals. That means a person with his tongue has the ability to pierce somebody else without even realizing it. 
And a chacham, a wise person, understands to use his words in a clever, in a nice way. Rabbi Moshe Aaron Stern's Zatzal, the Mashkir of Kamenitz Yeshiva, once said the following. He said, the tongue is like a loaded gun. While the bullet's inside, it can be aimed and it can be directed. But once you shoot, you have no longer got any more control over where those bullets go. It's the same with our words. While they're in your mouth, while they're in your brain, while you're thinking about formulating those words, you can think about what to say and how to say it, or not to say anything. But after you've said it already, it's too late. The damage have been done. Right? And it's very, very serious, because even though there's a saying, right? Everyone knows the saying. What's the saying? Sticks and stones may make my bones, but it's not true. It's fake news. It's a fake saying that is completely connected at Torah, connected Chazal. Sticks and stones will make my bones, but words will never harm me is wrong because people, and the Gemara talks about this, and the Gemara talks about the fact that Tamide Chachamim are rather going to get their clothing, uh, you know, uh, damaged because they know that that is something that can be fixed. Something physical can always be fixed. When you hurt someone in a physical way, when you punch him, when you break something of his, when you damage something of his, whatever it is, it's a very not nice thing to do. But you can always fix it. You can buy a new one, you can fix it, whatever it may be. It can be fixed. When you say something to somebody else that hurts him, that humiliates him, that's embarrassing him, whatever it may be, and you may think it's only a joke. I'm only joking, come on. He knows I'm joking. No, he took it seriously. As they say, there's no smoke without fire. You can damage someone for years and years to come. I got an email a while back from a fellow that was an older single boy, right? He was quite old. And he said to me, I'm not married and I think I know the reason. I'm not saying I know that I agree with him and I don't know if that's the reason. But he said, I think I know the reason. Somebody a bunch of years ago made up a rumor about me. It's untrue. But he went around spreading this rumor. Since then, every shidduch resume and every shidduch suggestion gets rejected and they always basically blame it on something to do with that rumor, which was untrue. So here is a fellow, whoever that fellow was, I don't know who it was that hurt him. I know the person who asked me the email. I don't know the person who hurt him. Years back, said a comment. He might have even been joking. It was only a joke. It was nothing. It was a harmless thing. Come on, we're friends. We always say these things. This is how we talk to each other, right? That's the excuse that people give. Did he realize that he had harmed someone else? For Baruch Hashem, that boy, that man is married. He has a child, Baruch Hashem. But now, he, it took him years. And the stress and the pain of not being married when all your friends are, was horrible. That we don't wish it on anyone. We should never know. Why? From a simple comment that somebody made. Ainastavarim is one of the most powerful things that you could do to destroy somebody else. And how many of us are over on this every single day? Many times during the day. We make jokes, we make innocent comments, we insult, not him, his family, his Rebbe, his Shir, his Yeshiva, his family, his car. Who cares? You know what that does to someone? We, we have no idea the power of our words. I want to tell you something. There's a Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Bamatsia non test the following. That means all the gates are closed. All the gates are closed. Except the gates of someone that got Hainar done to them. That means when you insult, when you distress somebody else, the gates of Shemayim are open to that person. And if they say something against you, Hashem Yirachim, that's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. 
You have to be ultra, ultra sensitive to realize what this is and how damaging it is. We're dealing with something so serious. Says the Gemara in Bom Metziah. The Chazal tell us the Posuk in the Torah is referring to Inos Tvarim. I remember what he used to do. He's again, he wants to learn Torah. Can you imagine if a guy walks into Yeshiva and says, I become Jewish, here's my certificate from Bastin. I am totally Jewish. I just became Jewish 20 minutes ago. I went to the mikvah, got bismillah, everything, certificate, beautiful. Everyone's going to say, beautiful, I come and learn Torah. And one guy's going to say, oh, you eat McDonald's yesterday afternoon. Are you going to learn Torah now? Who are you? How can you say such a thing? Omer Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi said, listen to this. Omer Rabbi Yechanan. Mimishun Rabbi Shimon Bayochai. Godl Einos Dvorim Einos Momen. Greater is Einos Dvorim more than Einos Momen. Shezeh Nema Boi V'yereisim Elekecho V'zeh Lo Nema Boi V'yereisim Elekecho Right, the Gemara says one can be repaid and one can't be repaid. Right, when you when you charge someone extra money, you can always give it back to him. You can always give him a discount. You can always figure out a way of getting it back to him. But when you do a nasty wrong, you can't get that back. That's one answer. That's what Beleza says. Rabbi Yerushalmi tells Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai the pasuk says You know what that means? Why does the pasuk say fear God when it talks about a nasty wrong? You know why? Because many people excuse what they say. And they say, no, I didn't mean it. That's not what I meant. I was just joking. Fear Hashem. You know why? Hashem knows your real kavana. Hashem knows why you said what you said. And He knows your actual intent. And therefore, be very, very careful with what you say and how you say it. And as we're going to explain, we're going to give examples. This is not only the words that you use. It's the tone of voice. It could be a gesture. It could be written on your face. There are people that you could see on their face if they mean good or bad. Those people are included in Anastavarim. Anastavarim doesn't only mean words, it means gestures, it means faces, it means expressions, it means tone of voice. It's all included in Anastavarim. Rabbi Sai, we're about to start, tomorrow we're going to start at La Halacha, but just to understand and get into the Indian, to go through this, to realize we're dealing with one of the most powerful tools to damage another fellow Yid. Be very careful. Concentrate on what you say. It's a loaded gun. Before you say the words, think. Is this going to harm someone? Is this going to distress someone? Is this going to put someone through pain? That's a horrible thing. Rabbi said, tomorrow we're going to go through this la and give you many, many examples.